welcome, Traveller, to another episode of The Breakfast Club. I like that guy. I brought that guy back. I like him, yeah, he's good. Do you, do you he's like good. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. just left. Oh, shame. Oh, see you later, see guys. See you, mate. Thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to The Breakfast Club, guys. Our now monthly bonus content episode yeah. where me and Dave have written some stories. Tell based you a off, lovely little story, yeah. Yeah, based off two fantasy prompts. <laughs> and uh, this this week it's potions and tournaments. Tournaments, yeah. yeah. Um, if you want to give us any of your prompts, uh, you can find us at breakfast underscore club on pretty much anything. You can tell us what you want us to do there and we'll probably do it. Yeah. The listener didn't see this, but hopefully you saw the absolute yeah. panic in my eyes when I thought you were going to throw it to me about what the prompts were, and I was like, I can't remember what the prompts were. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine are very tenuously linked once again. Okay. <laughs> uh, but do you want me to start? Do you want I'm me to go with my story? Excited. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear your story. I had a title for it. Are we I going think... back to Rad City? We're not going back to Rad no, City, no. We're going okay. to a new place. Okay. Um, but I have a title for it, but I think I'm going to change the title now to okay. just... Batso. Batso. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Right. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get into the story. We're spooky and we're scary. That wolf dude is quite hairy. We're sexy with snake hair, but we'll give the boys a scare. Who are we? You should know. Your life's about to go. We are fear leaders. We are fear leaders. Roll call. There's our Captain Eagerina. There is nobody meaner. Then there's Professor Bones, whose brains you'll never show. Not me. (laughs) Medusi's Gazelstonia. There's Jinx from Brothelonia. And John the Head. <laughs> I mean, this is amazing. Straight away, is the skeleton the same dancing skeleton? Oh, who knows? <laughs> Sub motherfucker, I am John the Head. It got no limbs, but I'm not fucking brain dead. Just a magic head, no rags to riches, no neck with stitches, but blat blat, I still liquid spit the bitches. <laughs> Bathing, masticating, ain't foul. Wolf girls, give me a motherfucking howl and get that furry ass here before I see red. Kiss me on that, because I've got enough head. <laughs> this is incredible. I'm way inappropriate if it's a school-level cheerleader. <laughs> As the floating head stopped his rap, there was an inhalation of breath from the crowd. Then an ear-splitting howl went up fractionally before the rest of the onlookers joined in with the cheers. This was the greatest fear-leading regionals that Gloomspire had ever seen, and their own Gloomspire ghoulie gobblers had just started their routine. <laughs> oh, we're at a cheerleading tournament. <laughs> Amazing. Regionals, mate? Big tournament. Regionals, the most important. The second most important, mate. <laughs> they showed no signs of dying down as the wolfman ran up and straight backflip kicked John the head into the sky. <laughs> He careened upwards with something between his teeth. In line with the pleb seats, he exploded, and the words, three for one Fred Fungus fuck-up potion, <laughs> um, appeared in the sky. The words fizzled out as the crowd once again went quiet reading this. Then the word, now, appeared, and the once fever pitch crowd went into ultra fever pitch. <laughs> Imps carrying trays of, like, a hundred brews appeared all the fuck over the crowd. (laughs) Rad notes were flying everywhere as people were clamoring to get in on the potion action. (laughs) One ogre just straight up ate an imp and its tray whole (laughs) as an orc punched a straw through its larynx to suckle up some of the good stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, shit was going crazy. (laughs) I can't believe that they've advanced from rad coins to rad notes already. Already. (laughs) (laughs) On the field, the gobbler's routine was heating up. 
Igorina was hoisted up and did a duo de couple backflip. That's 12 backflips. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Isn't it? She was flipping so fast that one of her legs started to come off, but she had enough airtime to quickly stitch it back on. One dude in the crowd followed her flips too closely and vomited on a goblin in front of him. Then that ogre from before gobbled it right the fuck up trying to recoup some of his losses. Oh my god. <laughs> there was a faint oh fiddlesticks why always me from inside the ogre's mouth before a sickening crunch oh no Igorina was caught in the air by Batso a part boy part bat creature and flown over the crowd she started showering the ale crazed mob with differently coloured finger and toenails some of the nails were still attached at the digit. Oh, my God. <laughs> a lucky apprentice caught one of these, mashed it onto the tip of his middle finger, and double-flipped the bird to his <laughs> wizard's master. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the wizard was so put out by this that he performed a meteor spell and flung it straight at his apprentice. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, he was pissed six ways to Sunday, and his aim was off. <laughs> So off that it ended up flying straight into the seats specifically put aside for the tier mine orphanage. <laughs> there were categorically no survivors. <laughs> no one cared. <laughs> I'm glad that was made explicit. I would have worried about those orphans. If they... <laughs> anyway, they got no one to love them. Who gives a fuck about the orphan? <laughs> orphans do not get away lightly on this podcast. No, fuck them. Don't fuck them. <laughs> Things were getting a little bit out of hand, though. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> Even for a fear-leading regionals final. A bugbear managed to get over the fence and was running towards the performing gobblers. Medusi did three cartwheels and a somersault and landed right in front of the bugbear, turning him immediately into stone. Amazing. Good work. This was just as Jinx had started her solo dance called the Twerkmenistan Twist. <laughs> so the bugbear was stoned Tw- and Twerkmenistan. Boned. Oh my god. It might be a place. <laughs> In Spears realm, it might be a place. <clears throat> so, sorry, so the bugbear was stoned and boned. <laughs> that one star that one song by Motley Crue started playing. You know the one. <laughs> and Jinx backed right up onto the statue's protrusion. After four seconds, tiny pebbles of rock jizz started to pop oh to the God. ground as a stony, as a little stony tear appeared in the corner of his motionless face eye. <laughs> he died there and then, purely from the inability to feel. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's so sad. It must have felt so good. <laughs> to get a private dance from one of the prostitutes of Bratholonia, man. It must have been sublime, you know. It must mean? have been incredible, yeah. yeah. Poor guy can't what, a way to, what a way to go. What a way to go. Yeah. Died doing what he loved, being turned into stone by a gorgon, by a prostitute gorgon. Potions were still getting pounded and people were still getting hounded. Literally. There were like three wolf girls on the field passing round John the Head. With each hand off, <laughs> they were kissing him deeply and passionately for about 40 to 45 seconds each. <laughs> Shit was really wholesome. <laughs> John the Head's having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> the angry wizard had really lost his shit. Meteors were flying all the fuck over, blasting entire bits of the stadium to rubble. Drinks and limbs were showering down onto the field and onto the surviving crowd. A crowd who were still trying to get more drinks. <laughs> it was utter chaos. Just then a whistle sounded and an instant silence befell the arena. 
Igorina tried to catch her breath as she surveyed the Fiorina. Nice. <laughs> Most of it was stained red with the blood of good, honest, paying fans and some fucking orphans. <laughs> Hands with wedding rings still on, removed from their owners, fingers outstretched to one final feel of their partner's embrace. The charred and mostly crushed bones of all, the, of all creatures great and small. The vomit, the little amounts of piss, she guessed. <laughs> and the weight of what had just happened and what was about to come crashed down on her. She looked up at the panel of judges floating safely in the night sky. Nationals is in the bag, oh, she thought. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, that fucking kicked off big style. <laughs> you feel it? People get really excited about the feeling. People feel get really into it. Three for one potion, huh? <laughs> three for one Fred's fuck up potions. Yeah, they did get fucked up. Yeah, no, fair <laughs> enough. That was not false up. advertising. Yeah, yeah. feeling sounds yeah. sick. It does sound sick, yeah. Sounds a bit dangerous. Mate, I can't believe in a fantasy setting you've just done bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was no car wash scene. There's no really random car wash scene to just show off Kirsten Dunst and Eliza Dushku for no reason. Well, I'm not against that. <laughs> and that one guy. Mate, what an incredible story. Yeah. That was fucking hell, there was so much going on. <laughs> there was a lot to take in. Those orphans ate shit as Good. well. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. The tear mine orphans as well, the saddest orphans. <laughs> <laughs> the really sad orphans. Where all the dads and mums have gone to the tear mines. Oh. To God. work off whatever debt they've had. <laughs> Got meteorited. <laughs> they just get blown off. Holy shit, that's insane. <laughs> oh my God. No one cared. <laughs> Not one single person gave a fuck. No. They were too fucked up. They were too fucked up. <sighs> nice. Right. Great story. Thanks, man. I'm really excited for yours. <laughs> Should we have a little break? Let's and have then... a little break and then we'll come back. Yeah. We're back with part two of Wait. tournaments and potions. Tournaments and potions. Request tournaments and potions. Yeah. Uh, we've just listened to Mossy's story, which was incredible. Fear ah, leading. Crazy. That is crazy. I did tell you crazy. before, it was just a string of events. <laughs> it really was. It really was in quite rapid succession. <laughs> Things really escalated. Here we go. Here yours, we go. Your story. This is my story of, of, of tournaments and potions. Have you got a title for it? It's called Galliard's Betrayal. Galliard's Betrayal. That's a nice title. That. Thank it you. sounds like a real story. Thanks, as mate. opposed to just like bats. <laughs> the king was deep in his cups one night, laughing and being a boisterous nuisance with his knights around a table. The table was rectangular and therefore of no particular significance. <laughs> I, I fully agree. <laughs> fully wholeheartedly agree. It's a fucking motherfucking table then. Not even worth mentioning. Not even a poker table. <laughs> just a goddamn table. They were being loud, uncouth and generally laddie when the bravest and most handsome of the king's knights, Galliard, turned to the king and said, Oi, your missus is a bit of all right, you know. <laughs> and he pointed a chicken drumstick towards Queen Serafina, who was sitting demurely on her throne. She waved coyly at Galliard as she noticed him. The pair exchanged obvious fuck-me-eyes. <laughs> I love a coy wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to lance her a lot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's a square table. <laughs> the king laughed hard, but he didn't know what the man meant, because those legends don't exist <laughs> in the wielding world. <laughs> in where? The wielding world? The wielding world. <laughs> the wielding world. Is that the name of... Where's that? That's the name of my place. That's, That's the, the name of your whole... Got a, how we got, got a, a place name? place, yeah, yeah. The yeah. wielding world. I like that. Thank you, mate. 
He just didn't want to seem like he didn't get it, and didn't realise that laughing along with this kind of behaviour made him complicit in the culture. (laughs) But it was roughly equivalent to medieval times, so he got away with it by telling people it was a different time. (laughs) 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 Galliard leading close to the drunk king, taking on a more serious tone. I've got a challenge for you, old kingy boy. The king raised his eyebrows, and Galliard continued. What say we have a good old-fashioned tawny, and the winner gets your wife? The king scoffed. You want me to hold a competition where the prize is my wife's hand? Amongst other things, Galliard replied, (laughs) really doubling down on his awfulness. He blew a surreptitious kiss at the queen, who caught it, giggled, and then mimed sucking him off behind her husband's back. (laughs) Is it the old tongue in the cheek? It's the old tongue in the, the, the cheek, mate, yeah. The classic. <laughs> what do you say, Galliard asked? A chance to go with your queen while you watch, just for one night. The king blustered oh in a rage. He's got to watch. <laughs> He's got to watch. The king blustered in a rage. I don't care if it's just one night or every night in this bastard... Oh, I've changed his voice. Oh, yeah. I don't care if it's just one night or every night in this bastard kingdom. That's preposterous. I'm your king. You would have sex with my own wife in front of me like I'm some lowly cook... <laughs> yes, Galliard replied, and that's what we'd all call you from now on, the Cook King. <laughs> but surely you aren't worried you'd lose the tournament, sire? Fuck, thought the king. Now he's gone and done it. He's called me a bitch in front of everyone here. The king turned to his wife, who quickly stopped licking at the V sign she'd made with her fingers and feigned interest in a nearby tapestry. He sighed and, downing his drink, turned to Galliard and said, You're on. The cooking. It's as simple as that. That's what we call it. We call the motherfucking cooking. What are you gonna do about it? They had cooks in medieval time. They, they made them. They made the meals. They did all the kitchen they did stuff. It all. That was all there. <laughs> Otherwise, that, how did they fat. eat? That's fact. The cooking, and they did a fair amount of cooking. <laughs> you would imagine. <laughs> you would imagine so. <laughs> People arrived from miles around for the tournament. Introducing them all would be like starting a Guy Ritchie film, so suffice to say, there were hedge knights and knights errant, fantastical creatures and enchanted beings, a young demigod seeking the approval of his father, and Bullman was there with his bull family, <laughs> including bull wife and little bull son and bull daughter. For anyone with a passing interest in bull anatomy, yes, the wife and daughter no. were both still half bull. Have some of that, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> but the question is, Dave... Are they still bull on the left and human on the right? Yeah, they're still a 50-50 split, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, you can still be... A... <laughs> but not, not, not horizontally but what's vertical. what's their on, Dave? I can't get over it. Oh, it's been a month. I can't get over it. <laughs> the tournament began and there was fighting and drinking and jousting and general merriment as the backdrop to a brutal Battle Royale-style competition. The one fight worth mentioning was between the demigod and bullman. It was going largely in Bullman's favour at the start until the demigod pulled out a red rag and, using his sword, did the thing dads do in restaurants with the fork and the napkin, making it look like the napkin is possessed. (laughs) Well, this possessed red rag was pretty much like a red rag to a bull to Bullman, who charged and impaled himself on the sword. (laughs) Seizing the opportunity, the young demigod plunged his fingers into the split between bull and man and, with one huge effort, literally pulled the Bullman in half. One half bull, one half man. (laughs) There was a huge commotion from the crowd as they erupted in screams and tears and blood and piss and sick and piss. (laughs) Oh man, the double piss. One onlooker even did some shit. (laughs) I bet you, I mean, I would. 
He's literally I probably should. pulled the bull man in half. He's pulled the bull man in half like the fucking Vesuvian bull man. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't half. You know what I mean? He's hursted him. <laughs> the little calf boy and little calf girl cried out their awful half-human, half-bull cries, <laughs> which were only made worse when the demigod fumbled his nutsack out of his armour and started to teabag the corpse of their dead father. <laughs> oh, on which side? <laughs> and then he pointed at their bull mother and winked as he feigned bending someone over in front of him as he spanked the air and thrust it in her direction. Nut, nuts akimbo. <laughs> Not even dick. Just his balls. Man, this guy's fucking brutal. He's horrible. He's a horrible guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the king stood and declared the demigod the winner, no. commenting that the man was gracious in victory. <laughs> Trying to repeat that line. Commenting that the man was gracious in victory. Yeah, he was. Oh my god. The next few days of the tournament can only be described as fucking carnage. There were decapitations, disembowelings. One fella even had an unfortunate accident that ended with the full hilt of a sword going up his jacksie. Though it later came to light that the man had been nowhere near the tournament at the time of the accident and the handle of the sword had been suspiciously covered in grease. <laughs> hey. Sometimes you fall, man. Sometimes, sometimes people you, fall. Sometimes you grease up your sword <laughs> hilt. And you're doing it in you. You have a little accident. You haven't had your clothes up because you didn't bother. Because, you know, you know, sword greasing time within your right. time. No, because otherwise you're going to grease on your clothes. So you may as well do it in you. And you fall. You know, you're getting a drink of milk or whatever. And you fall. That happens. Right the ass. That happens. Man, that happens you can't prove it doesn't. Happens a lot. <laughs> Galliard fought like a man on a promise, laying waste to any contender. <laughs> The king fought like a man possessed, possessed with the idea of not wanting to watch another man fuck his wife. Soon the two men were the last in the competition. Galliard pulled his visor up and smeared blood off his face with a gauntleted hand. See you tomorrow, old chap, he said to the king, for the fight to decide the winner of this tournament. He laughed and strolled off and the king sighed despondently. He turned to his queen to look upon her beautiful face unaware that if he turned a few seconds earlier, he'd have seen her making a hole with her thumb and forefinger of one hand and poking the air in between with her index finger from the other hand. <laughs> he had also missed her curl up her middle finger to make a second smaller hole on top of the first, <laughs> no way. which she then thrusted the index finger into as well. And then for a little while, she swapped from one hole to the other and sometimes her mouth. <laughs> no, the king missed all this. It had been for Galliard's eyes only. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so rotten. This queen is down bad. <laughs> Man. She is fuck hungry. <laughs> she is. She is fuck hungry. Oh. That night, under cover of darkness and under a large hood to hide his face, Galliard paid a visit to a local witch. He explained the tournament and what he stood to gain if he proved to be the victor. Just some sex. <laughs> Just some, some sex. Some proper rotten sex. But still... <laughs> Ah, smiled the witch. <laughs> so you want her to fall in love with you? No, no, Galliard shook his big handsome head. <laughs> We're already in love. I want to make love to her. I'm after something to help me, you know, maintain an <laughs> erection if you catch my drift. <laughs> he winked at the witch for good measure. <laughs> the witch smiled as she realised she was dealing with an idiot and was going to be able to take him for a ride pricing-wise long before he took the queen for a ride penis-wise. <laughs> On his way out, Galliard passed another figure in a large hooded robe entering the witch's hovel. The two figures offered an awkward muttered hello to one another as they passed. Once he was confident the person he had just passed had left, the king dropped his hood. 
He explained to the witch <laughs> about the tournament and what he stood to lose if he didn't prove the victor. The witch nodded sagely and told the king she could help provide him with a potion that would help him defeat his enemy. He simply had to bring her a possession of the man he was due to fight. That night, the king hurried back to his kingdom, where, under cover of darkness, he snuck into Galliard's tawny tent while the man slept. Mm. He began searching for anything he could take to the witch when he spotted a mysterious potion next to Galliard's bed. <laughs> you sly old bitch, the king thought to himself. So, you thought to go to the witch too. Happy that he wasn't going to have to pay the hag now, the king half-inched the potion and left Galliard's <laughs> no, tent. No way. <laughs> On the morning of the fight, oh, man. the king quickly downed what he believed to be Galliard's strength potion and went out to meet the man in battle. Galliard strode out in his shimmering white plate and shook his glorious locks of hair. The handsome bastard, thought the king. <laughs> and then he felt a stirring in his nether regions. Must be the potion starting to work, he thought. He pulled down his visor as the Lady Seraphina stood and declared the fight begun. He was about to step forward when there was an enormous dong... <laughs> the king's enormous dong had struck the nice. inside of his codpiece nice. <laughs> so hard it had put a dent in it. The armor, not his cock. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks for the clarity. <laughs> Fucking hell, thought the king, who figured maybe he was just more excited about the fight than he'd initially thought. <laughs> Fucking hell! That's what I thought. That's all I reckon. Fucking hell! <laughs> I'm really up for this yeah, fight. Yeah, fancying this. <laughs> fancy my chances here. Jesus. I didn't know I was that into it. <laughs> Uh. Galliard ran forward and the king barely deflected a blow there was a flurry of slashes and parries but the king could barely concentrate the buckles holding his crotch armour in place were beginning to strain at the sheer ferocity of the man's stalk on this guy's got a big dick fuck me he's on strong (laughs) erection Galliard managed to swing the king's sword wide sending it skittering in the mud and was going in for an overhead slash when the armour gave up the struggle and popped off flying straight (laughs) at the knight's eye Quickly using his sword to deflect the errant cock guard, the handsome knight looked down to see the king of full mass. <laughs> <laughs> Internally, the king was fucking out. <laughs> really... Internally, the king was screaming, "It feels like my cock end is gonna burst <laughs> clean off it." <laughs> oh my god! Fucking hell! What the hell is this? Scaliard demanded. Have some self-respect, man. <laughs> I can't fight you whilst you're all swollen and purple like that. It wouldn't be right. The king saw his chance and, jumping forward, thrusted his spelling gorge schlong at the knight, putting a dent in his shiny armour. <laughs> My God, it's that good. <laughs> Stop that, Galliard shouted, trying to swat his majesty's majestic member away with the flat part of his sword. But the king wouldn't stop. <laughs> he couldn't stop. The witch truly had given him the power to defeat his enemy, and he seized it, waggling his willy in a threatening manner towards the man who would lay a hand on his wife. <clears throat> Have some of this, you prick, the king shouted as he clubbed at the man. Soon, both men were rolling round on the ground whilst the king <laughs> pierced through the knight's armour with his magically enhanced dingo. Oh my dingle. god! <laughs> through the armour? <laughs> Fuck me. Lady Seraphina watched the entire thing. As the man she loved sque- screamed and swatted at her husband, who was dry-humping the knight's armour to pieces, <laughs> as a stunned and silent crowd struggled to look away, she shook her... Imagine <laughs> being in that crowd! Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about them. She shook her head and walked off, wondering once again just how many tournaments were going to end this exact same way. <laughs> the end. That's the end of Galliard's oh, betrayal. How many times? That poor wife, that poor queen. She's, oh, fuck. She's going to fuck him to death again. How many times has the Viking fucked a man to death? 
<laughs> they need to get rid of that witch, man. <laughs> yeah, she's nothing but trouble. I mean, it's the king's own fault for just stealing the potion. Well, isn't it? yeah. But, I mean, that's a hell of an erection. I what know. would that do? What would have happened to the queen? To the queen, yeah. She ain't armoured on the inside. <laughs> what happened? Oh, my God. Oh. She'd have been casserole. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow, so there a, you go. There's a tale of toilet potions. What a great story. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank I you. I mean, maybe legally one of us has to do a story just about dicks. <laughs> maybe that's how it's going to go. Maybe that's the way it works. It's my yeah. turn again next week. <laughs> <laughs> next month, sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, that was really good. That was really silly, funny. Very silly. Yeah, uh. but do you know what? It's a tale as old as time. <laughs> man falls in love with a woman he can't get. Yeah. Comes up with a way to get woman. Yeah. A woman's husband defends his honour. Yeah. Ends up fucking into death in the middle of an arena. Chucks a magic fuck potion and fucks the, uh, <laughs> well, fucks the, fucks to... the incumbent to death. Yeah. yeah. I mean, tale as old as time. Oh, sunrise, sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a story. Oh, silly. Listen, guys, I don't know about you, but we fucking love doing requests. It's good fun. Um, so hopefully you want to hear more of it. Let us know if you do. Um, let us know in the comments at breakfast underscore club it'd be great to hear from you and of course if you have any uh, tropes or fancy uh, themes that you'd like Some us to cover prompts, yeah. just just uh, give us a shout and let us know and we'd love to do them for you as well we'll probably be back next month with a with a new story yeah, of I would imagine so some prompts yeah so yeah. stay tuned for request yeah thank you very much everybody bye thank you bye, bye.